So, good woman married a fool. Married, married, married a, a, a bad man. How did it happen? These are some of the points we'll look at. How did it happen? In fact, I want you to see um, 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 Abigail's testimony. After years of marriage to Nabal, see Abigail's testimony of Nabal. Jump to verse 25. See what Abigail said of her husband. When he was talking to David, she was talking to David. She said, let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Belial. See what Abigail was saying of her own husband. That he was a man of Belial. Man of Belial. Belial means Satan. That means, don't, don't regard this devil. He said, even Nabal, that's his name. Say, for his name is, is, so is he. For his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. Nabal means foolish. So she too agreed she married a fool. How did she arrive there? How did she successfully marry a fool? I'll give you seven points quickly. Why good girls marry fools. Number one, wrong beliefs. Wrong beliefs. And these good girls marrying fools is a common thing today. As a pastor, I cancel women all the time. Good women! They have fallen into the hand of a fool and they don't know what to do. Good women, they have fallen into the hand of a bad man and they are stuck. I can't say people like that all the time. How did they arrive there? Number one, wrong beliefs. Some good girls have wrong beliefs. Being good is not enough to get good in life. Wrong beliefs. For instance, there are some girls that have the wrong belief that you can't have a good marriage. That you can't find a good man. So they say, I'll marry anything I see. Forget all these things they're saying about good marriage. All marriage is problematic. Let me just choose my own problem. Dear sister, marriage is a lifelong journey. Please take it with someone you will enjoy the journey with. Yes, the person will not be perfect, but you must make up your mind to go for the best available to you. You must make up your mind to look for basic qualities that will make you happy for the rest of your life. Wrong beliefs that it's not possible to have good marriages. I've heard people call other people and say, don't follow all those things they tell you in LDMO. There are no good marriages. So just marry any bastard you see. They don't use bastard, but that's the point. They are saying marry anyhow. Because if you are waiting for this great marriage, it won't happen. People that have rushed in have rushed out. Wrong beliefs. Some people have the wrong beliefs that ah, there's no need for courtship. There's no need to know the person better. Just marry anybody you see. Marry quickly. No need for courtships. People have those mentality. Wrong beliefs. That you don't have to know the person. Wrong beliefs. That we don't need counseling. Wrong beliefs. We don't need to be submitted to any authority. Wrong beliefs. Those wrong beliefs are the first problem that you must deal with in your mind. You can have a good marriage. You deserve a good marriage. God made marriage to be good. One of the challenges you will face on your journey to marriage is that you will find out that everybody is a marriage counselor. Especially if they have married, they believe they are in a position to teach you or to give you advice. Listen to me, child of God. Always stay with the word of God. You know why? Because it was God that created marriage. 
Stay with the word of God. It's not bloggers that created marriage. It's not magazines that created marriage. It was God that created marriage. Follow God's opinion. Hallelujah. Wrong beliefs. Wrong beliefs. Second thing. Second thing. Why good girls marry wrong? Is because sometimes good girls marry for the wrong reason. Good girls marry for what? The wrong reason. What do I mean? I suspect Abigail first married this guy because she was rich. Because he was rich. Naba was a rich guy. It's a common thing in this part of the world for a girl to marry a guy just because he has money. Oh, it's a big African problem because there's so much poverty here. Many girls are trying to marry out of poverty. So they will not even look at a guy that is trekking. They will not look at the guy two times. So he doesn't have a car. Uh, he doesn't have a car. Meanwhile, once an arm robber has a car, they don't care his character because he has material possession. The girl will be laughing and chasing him about and following him up. I didn't see you in church. I want to check if you're okay. Thank you. <laughs> Clap for yourself. Follow up the uh, department that you is now. <laughs> Praise God. Meanwhile, in developed nations, women are becoming presidents. In Africa, women are still looking for how to get money from men. There are many women that say, I cannot, marry, I cannot marry a guy that does not have money. If he doesn't buy me chicken, I cannot marry him. Your mates have poultry, a full poultry. You is one chicken that you are waiting for. It's an African problem. It's an African problem. Women abroad are becoming presidents. We have German prime minister as a woman. A British prime minister as a woman. Soon coming American president as a woman. <laughs> in Nigeria, girls are saying, if you don't buy me hair, if you don't buy me hair, that's what our own girls are talking about. If you don't buy me, if you don't load my phone, if you don't load, buy me credits. Come on, ladies. You are worth more than that. Don't marry for money. Why do you even think you can't make it? Why do you think you can't make something out of your life? Why do you think somebody must come and rescue you from poverty? You can walk. You are not handicapped. That's, that's a big problem. I believe Abigail married that guy because the guy had money. Bad character, but he had money. He was the biggest suitor. He had three cars. 3,000 sheep. Big boy. <laughs> Dear sister, stop looking down at some of these guys that trek. Some of them are millionaires in the making. Hallelujah. Look out for the ones. Look out for the ones that have potentials. Look out for the ones that have a vision for their lives. Look out for the ones that are serious. Hallelujah. Two of you can build together. Don't wait for a guy that is that you, it's already rich. It doesn't always happen that way. Praise God. When I met my wife, I had nothing. If you see my picture at that time, you will laugh. You will run. Not even laugh. Had no money. Had nothing. Had no salary. Nothing. That's when I met my wife. So, wrong reasons. 
Some people marry for the, for, the, for the person's position. Some people marry for the person's gift or talent. In their mind, he's a star. He's a singer. He will be singing in the house. In the morning, when I wake up, I'll be his voice. I will hear. You are joking. Or oh, he's a pastor. You think every day he'll be preaching to you? <laughs> or oh, he's an actor. He'll be acting in the house. The gift and the man are different. Praise the Lord. Some women marry, good women sometimes marry for the wrong reasons. Number three, desperation. Good women marry out wrong because of desperation. We have all been there where we are desperate for something and time is running out. Time is running out. And we can't wait anymore. My dear, I've discovered over the years, any, everything that is done in desperation is never a good decision. Anything done in desperation is never a good decision. Just be patient. Just be patient. Ask God for the strength to be patient. Don't go and enter one chance. Because you can't wait anymore. I'm tired of waiting. Desperation. Your parents are putting you under pressure. Your body is putting you under pressure. Your friends are putting you under pressure. You just go and marry. When people rush in like that, they rush out. Number what? Four. Good girls marry wrong when they allow emotions to take over. Hmm. When emotions take over discretion. When emotions take over discretion. When a guy is toasting you or you are just toasting the guy. <laughs> there are some girls that they are the one toasting the guy. They just like the guy and they are excited. When emotion has taken over, you are seeing the warning signs that this is a bad guy. The warning signs are there, but your emotions have covered your discretion. I've seen this one a lot. You are seeing that the guy is stingy now, but because you are in love, you close your eye to it. All the things that cause problem in marriage, they were present when people were dating. But love blinded their eyes. You have seen he's a bitter now. He has slapped you once or twice now that you are dating. But you are saying I'm the one that provoked him. <laughs> he will change. You are ignoring the red flags. You are ignoring the red flags. Don't let emotions take over discretion. Don't let emotion take over what? Discretion. Every problem in marriage it shows from the day from the time you are dating. All the problems they show there. Whether it's a cheater, is a bitter, it will all show during dating, doing friendship, doing courtship, all those things will show. Don't allow your emotions. That's why the cure, the cure for this one, for emotion not covering your discretion, the cure is to have counselors. When you have a counselor, your counselor is not in love with that guy. So he can tell you the truth. When you are emotionally involved, you are not in a position to give yourself good advice. As long as you are emotionally involved. In fact, even medically, medically they say it's not ethical for a husband to operate the wife. Why? He will be emotionally involved. 
theoretically, they don't, they don't like that. Anything, once you are emotionally involved, they believe it will affect your sense of judgment. Somebody gets what I'm saying? You, a, a judge can't be the father or the brother of the accused. This case can never be truly judged. Are you here, somebody? That's how it is. When you're emotionally involved with someone, you're not the best person to advise yourself. Get a neutral person. Preferably not your friend, though. Somebody that is not emotional. Because your friend can be happy for you and is in love with the idea of you being in love. Just say, oh, I already speak as you. Just marry him. Don't worry. <laughs> Just marry him. Preferably like your pastor or a leader. Somebody spiritually mature that can tell you something without emotions being involved. Can tell you this. The person can ask you important questions, important questions that can set you free. There are some questions somebody will ask you about the relationship. You yourself will, you will know what to do. Does it work? He said, Ah, he has been planning. He's planning to. He said, When did he finish school? Eight years ago. When did he start planning? Seven years ago. <laughs> what part of the plan has come to pass? Ah. You see, sense will be coming to you. Because the person is not emotionally involved. If you are the one advising yourself, you are in a bad position to advise yourself when you are emotionally involved. Because you already like this person. Hallelujah. So get a neutral person that can tell you the truth to help your emotions to calm down. Is somebody getting this? You are the counselor. Your pastor your leader, that is spiritually sound. He's not in love with the guy. He can look at the scenario and tell you word for word, this guy is stingy. This guy is a bitter. This guy has other babes. Hallelujah. Hi there. Can I invite you to church? Any of these Sundays, on the mainland, we have service starts for 7.30 a.m. The second service for 9 a.m. The venue is Fandom's bus stop behind the PHCA office at Amor Dolphin, Lagos. Now, if you stay anywhere on the island, our service on the island starts for 10 a.m. The venue is right beside Meadow Hall Schools, um, after third roundabout in Lekki, Lagos. I look forward to seeing you there. You'll be my special guest of this. It's not serious. It's not serious. Number what? Five. The next one. Dating without mentorship. Dating without mentorship. Hmm. The Bible says a threefold cord that is not quickly broken. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is what? Safety. This one means that even when you are in a relationship, please be submitted to some authority. I, I tell ladies this all the time. It's always important to be submitted to a spiritual authority. There are some things that if you are the one telling the guy to do, it's just it's you being selfish because you are asking about yourself. But when there's somebody higher than both of you that is involved in that relationship, he can give you sound counsel. He can tell him that no, you can't talk to her like that. Have you been to a wedding before that they didn't serve your table food? Have you been in the wedding they didn't table food? Is it honorable for you that they didn't serve food to go and ask for food? You know, it looks somehow. 
You say, never serve us. They say, I'm go sit down and go serve now. Mm. It will look embarrassing. But if somebody wait down chop, go there and say, ah, I never serve that table. It's more dignified. Do you understand? That's how it is in a relationship. When there's a neutral party that is above both of you, that is speaking on your behalf, it's like a mediator saying, no, the way you spoke to her was not right. If it's just two of you talking, you can be killing yourself. Both of you are right. You are saying you are both right, but you are not listening to each other. When the neutral person will tell you, oh, you, this is what you did wrong. You, this is what you did right. Somebody getting this. It's always important. Let there be mentorship. Mentorship also helps because sometimes to the guy, he has, never, he has never married before. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how a relationship works. He doesn't know what women like. He doesn't know you need to call the woman. He doesn't know. Most guys don't know. For me, you know, and, and ladies, you must understand this. That's why mentoring for him is very crucial. Or else you'll be doing the mentoring for him. And you see, the man doesn't want you to be the mentor. He's supposed to be your head. So he won't take mentoring from you. So you don't force him. Be calling me now. You don't call me. You will call him to tell him to call you. <laughs> Haven't that defeated the purpose? He will say, but you're talking to me now. Now just talk to me. Why must I call you? <laughs> but if he has somebody to mentor him, they will tell him that you should be calling your wife. Women like for you to call them. Say, but we're home together today, so it doesn't matter. Still in the afternoon, just call to check up on her. But if you don't have mentoring, it, it, it be, that thing will become quarrel. That is not supposed to be quarrel because you'll be shouting at him. You're not calling me, you're not calling me. And men don't like disturbance. The mentor can tell him, be calling her. Somebody gets in this. Dating without mentoring. It helps. Especially when there's also accountability. All of us as human beings, we need accountability. Accountability will help us. To help us. Everybody. That way you will not, you will not give too much, too quick. Hallelujah. I shared the story. I shared the story of how I like animals a lot. I shared the story of how some people were building a national park. In a national park, they they get big land where there's bush and they bring animals and put them there. People can come and be looking at the animals. So they brought a rhino to a national park and they brought an elephant to the national park and they discovered that the young elephant was killing the rhinos. And you know white people, they came to investigate and say, why? They discovered that this young elephant was not mentored. He doesn't, he doesn't know that elephants don't fight rhino. He doesn't know that. So he's just fighting them. They say, what's the solution? They say, go and bring a bigger, experienced elephant to the zoo. So they brought a bigger elephant. Of course, when the bigger elephant landed, the smaller elephant knew that, ah, now Baba be this. I must submit to him. So he submitted to the bigger elephant. And as he was throwing the bigger elephant around, he found out that the bigger elephant doesn't attack rhinos. When they see rhino, they greet, say, bros, how far? Chairman, when they happen? And they feel you, one love, my people. One love. <laughs> So the smaller elephant learned that we don't fight rhinos. We don't fight rhinos. They don't have anything against us. But when it was alone, he didn't know that. So just bringing that bigger elephant solved the problem. So the same way, guys, the same way, ladies, if you are dating a guy, make sure he's attached to a responsible and reasonable mentor. It will give his life mileage. It will give his life mileage. If all the people that talk to him are just his friends, he won't have wisdom higher than him. Let, that's why you should marry someone that is committed in a church that has a reasonable pastor. It will help him set standards. <laughs> One of my, you know, I shared the story when my wife, 
um, went to America to give birth. Um, one of the times she was there, um, I told her I wasn't coming to see her. So she was not expecting me. So I, I, I did magic. I just quickly entered the plane one day without her knowing. I told her I'm going to ride bike, that my phone will not be going through. So she won't reach me on phone. I entered plane. And uh, blessedly for me, the plane I entered had Wi-Fi on the plane. So even while I was on air, I was chatting with her. She thought I was in Nigeria. I got to America. I um, um, had already called some people that were around there. They gave me the code to enter the house. The house doesn't use, it doesn't, it has key, but it also uses code. So they gave me the code. I entered the house. I sat in the house. She went to shop. She came back. And from nowhere, I came out of darkness. <laughs> I came out of darkness. And if you're a married person and you have not seen your husband for weeks, and you're not even expecting him, and he came out of nowhere, she was in shock. She almost fainted. Throughout that day, she was touching me to be sure it's really me. Hope it's not home video ghost. <laughs> now, uh, recently, one of my sons, his wife too is in America. His wife just gave birth. So, <laughs> I asked him that what's up. He said uh, that he has learned from the best. That he has already told that he's not coming. But that everything is already arranged. Ticket is on ground. That he's going to just arrive. You see, why is he doing that? Because he has a mentor that has shown him. Most men are not emotionally developed. If there's nobody showing them how to love a woman, they will not know. They will not know. That's what I'm saying. So make sure you marry someone that has somebody above his life that is showing him the way. If not, he will just be a horrible husband. Not because he wants to be a horrible husband, but because he doesn't have a choice. He doesn't have a choice. He will do what he knows to do, and that's not much. Praise God. Number six. Good girls marry wrong because of low emotional intelligence. Low emotional intelligence. So, these girls, they are good in their academics. They are good in their career. They are well-read, well-advanced in other areas. Only that when it comes to relationship and marriage, they are not very intelligent. Their IQ, their relational or emotional IQ is not very high. So, they, they've, they, they've not read books. They don't attend seminars like this. They don't buy messages. They just hope that relationships will work. Low emotional IQ. Low emotional intelligence. They are not getting wiser and wiser. They have not realized, they have not realized that you must know how to deal with men. How to relate with men. They have not realized that men have code. Men have code of conduct. They have code of behavior. So these girls are always naive. They make the same mistakes over and over again. And even with the mistakes, they don't get wiser. Say, I don't know what you left again. What did I do now? What did I do? And I'll ask common questions. Did you sleep with him? He said... <laughs> he said, what did you do? What causes problem in most marriages? Why most marriages struggle is because of familiarity. What we call in local language, see finish. Because now, this guy is in love. Remember that most men marry for charm and beauty, like I read. Which is wrong, but that's what most men do. So, um, um, so they, they married you because they thought you were an angel. They didn't even know you go to the toilet. Because when every time they see you, your makeup is on. Every time they see you, you are well-dressed. Every time they see you, you've brushed your mouth. You're, everything is looking fine. They don't, in their mind, you don't even, you don't, this is how you are, you wake up. Hope you know that most men don't even know your real hair from weave. And from, uh, I hope you know that we don't know. 
So this man thinks this long hair is your hair. I'm telling you, most women don't know that we don't know. We don't know. So, all of a sudden, you are just dating. Then you are going to spend the night in his house. You see. No, no. No, no. All of a sudden, you are giving all the benefits of marriage before the marriage. You are cooking for him. You are giving him money. You are sleeping with him. What is he going to look forward to? You are already boring. You are already, you are already it, the whole thing is tiring already. And some girls do these things over and over and oh, they don't get wiser no matter how much you teach them. He's already tired. Give him something to look forward to. Sleeping with a guy doesn't make him love you. It doesn't work like that for us. For women, sex is a big deal for women because they must do it to somebody they love. For men, it's totally opposite. A man can sleep with you and not have any sense of affection for you. In fact, he can even hate you and sleep with you. Women don't understand that. So, sleeping with a guy does not help. In building relationships that last, it begins with improving one's self-esteem. Looking beyond face value and choosing the right partner. You too can have the marriage of your dreams. I believe your relationships have been strengthened by the message you just watched. I want to give you a chance to enter the most important relationship of your life, and that is the relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are watching me right now and you are not born again, I want to pray with you. Just close your eyes and say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you prayed that prayer with me, you are now born again. There are numbers on the screen. Please call the numbers. Someone will be willing to speak with you. God bless you.